Sunday nights for me, typically for the last uh, probably 13 or 14 years, have been a little more laid back than Sunday mornings. I hope that's okay here. I hope that's okay with you all tonight. It's usually just uh, taking a, a scripture and trying to work through it, maybe a set of scriptures that we'll work through for some time. And I love just being able to come on Sunday night and, uh, and getting back in routine, too. I like routine. And I'm ready to get back Wednesday night, Sunday night, all ready for all those kinds of things, right? Now, I say that, and then we're going to change something on you next week. You do know that, right? Next Sunday night, don't forget that we're going to be coming for a deacon ordination. We're going to come to ordain Matt Woodard to the uh, deacon ministry. I hope that you'll come be here. All of our ordained ministers and deacons, all our ordained men, if you will come join me next uh, Sunday at 4 o'clock, we're going to come for the deacon council, well, uh, for the ordination council, and uh, it'll be a good time, great time to celebrate. I want to invite you to come back next week for that. But we're going to be uh, looking at Hebrews chapter 11 for some time. Uh, when I came in view of a call, I preached, you remember, from Hebrews 11, right? You remember that one. You weren't too good on that one last week that you, you on your memory stuff, you know? But Hebrews 11 is what I preached on then. I talked about Abraham a little bit. And really, this chapter for me has, has just been something that has blessed me. You know, people ask me, they say, what's your favorite scripture? Well, and I have some that I like, but usually it's whatever scripture I'm, I'm studying or preaching on that week. I just love to see God's word and, and allow it to come alive into my life. And he, but Hebrews 11 is one of those that I have gravitated back and forth to Hebrews 11, it's been called sometimes the, the Hall of Faith or the Saints Hall of Fame or the who's who among the Old Testament saints. Uh, it's called the chapter of faith. But it speaks about what faith is and how it's been demonstrated in people's lives, in particular those who had gone on before. So I want us to start there because I'm convinced that for us to be who God wants us to be, We've got to be people of faith. And really, as we start this year and as we look at what God is going to do in our church, we've got to talk about the faith element, how God would call us to trust him in all things. I want you to see Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. It says, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. It says faith. Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. Faith, as we know, is at the core of our relationship with God. Later on, it says in this chapter that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now look, unfortunately in our day and age, faith and this concept of faith and the message of faith, I think it's been co-opted by people who uh, continue to do damage to the gospel and to the kingdom of God. I'll just be very frank with you. Sometimes we hear faith today, and we're talking about faith, and we're, we're thinking about people who have made a great living and prosperity out of faith, right? Who That is, these individuals get up and say, if you name it, I mean, you name it, you claim it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen then, right? You been there? You seen these preachers? Don't look at me like that. Not me. Not me, right? 
You've seen some of these. You, you know what I'm talking about. It's almost like when you hear the word faith and a faith preacher, you want to go the other way now. But that is not what God intended. God, God didn't say that if we believe, if we believe enough, somehow we're going to receive $2 million tomorrow. He didn't say that, did he? I'm not against believing you can get two million, whatever. But that's not necessarily what God intended when he was talking about faith. So what does he do? He gives us an explanation of faith here, a, a good understanding. I don't think it's a comprehensive definition. I think it's just a description, an explanation of what faith is. He says it is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That word substance is used two other times in the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 1, it is used to talk about the expressed image of Jesus Christ, that he was the expressed image of the Father, or some translations say the exact representation of the Father. In other words, he was the real deal. He was the real deal. He was the present reality of who the Father was. He was the exact representation. He's also in chapter 3, verse 14, it talks again about the confidence that we have. So listen, this idea of assurance, the assurance or the substance of things hoped for, the substance, assurance, it, it, it is this idea of a reality that we have of what God is going to do. It's as almost as if God has said, these are the things you've hoped for. These are the things you've been promised, by the way, more of promise than just hope for. And that you can have absolute faith and trust and assurance. You can know that it is the real deal. You can have trust in it. Now, all of us have some type of faith in some things. There's some, some cases there's a natural tendency to faith. Example, you're sitting on the pew tonight, right? You had faith that pew was going to hold you up. I've been in some churches, I was wondering about it from time to time. But tonight you came in, I didn't see anybody. I didn't see one person. I didn't see one person begin to look and just see before you sat down. Nobody did that, huh? You just sat down. You had some type of confidence. You had some type of assurance. We demonstrate it all the time. Whether we're getting on a plane or we're going into surgery. Or how about, I hate to keep bringing this up, but how about when you go to Disney World? Like in your own a roller coaster, those kinds of things. Got some kind of confidence you're going to get off? Yes, absolutely. So all of us have some natural tendency to it. But this is a supernatural tendency that God gives us. It's not just, okay, we know it's going to, everything's going to hold. We, this is a supernatural belief that God is going to do what he said he was going to do. That thing that he that you have hoped for, that thing that he had promised later on, we'll talk about some of these because we're going to go through each one of these characters in the next few Sunday nights. But basically, they're going to take God at his word. God said this was what he was going to do. I can have the assurance that he's going to do what he said he was going to do. I, I often have said, especially to younger ones who are coming up, be careful who you place your faith in. Be careful. Be careful placing faith even in preachers. Too much faith in preachers and ministers. Because I want you to know, I hate to dampen, <laughs> I, I hate to dampen the expectation, but I want you to know, I will fail. I will mess up. 
there will be days that you will probably be disappointed in something that I've done. Why? Because I'm a human being. I haven't reached perfection, neither have you. That's the reason we must be careful where we place our faith. And too many people are putting their faith and their trust in people, in preachers, in teachers, in pastors, in Sunday school. And then they're shattered when something happens. Faith, when we express faith, it must be in God, in Him alone. Because get this, He will never let us down. He will always fulfill His promise. He will always, did you hear me tonight? He will always fulfill His promises. I think somebody could say amen on that one, huh? He will always do that. And that is the reason that you can have that assurance, that confidence. You can have that peace in the things that are hoped for that have been promised. The evidence of things not seen. Evidence, conviction. Uh, Again, the wording is kind of like that you've gone through a test and you know that you can have that belief and that trust in him. The evidence of things not seen. Now, again, faith is that idea that we trust in things that we have not necessarily seen with our eyes. And again, we all do this to some degree, right? I trust right now electricity is flowing. I can't see it. And by the way, I don't want to see it. But it's flowing in this building. I am thankful it is, especially when it's, what, five degrees below zero outside. I am proud there's electricity here. I believe that it's flowing. I can't see it, but I know it is. And again, much greater scale, we're told that no one has seen God. That's what John says. No one has seen God not in his true glory, not in his true majesty. No one has seen him. But there is a God. Absolutely. And we believe and we have faith and we have trust that there is a God. That is faith. And that is trust. And that is the faith and that is the trust that God calls us to have an assurance, a confidence that God's going to fulfill his purpose, that God is who he said he is, and that we are going to follow him. Faith. That's a brief explanation, a brief description. And then he says, if you notice this, he gives us the, some examples of faith. Verse 2 says, For by it elders obtained a good testimony for by it elders obtained a good testimony who are elders no not individuals over 60 that is not what i'm talking about tonight in this place all right elders who's he talking about here he is talking about again i think the old testament saints because that's what he's going to give us in just a little while he's going to talk about all these different individuals that obtained a good testimony they, they were approved because they had faith in their lives. And, and they're going to come out in their lives. You're going to see faith and you're going to see trust in them. I think that's what he's saying. That is important, especially in the book of Hebrews. Because in the book of Hebrews, the writer 
is trying to impress upon the readers the the superiority of Christ over everything that they've seen before or that they've been a part of before. And so many of these coming from a uh, Jewish background, Hebrew background, they would have thought about the covenants, they would, uh, they would have thought about the great heroes of the Old Testament, they would have thought about the sacrificial system, the priesthood. Already, the writer of Hebrews has said, Christ is superior to all those things. Christ is much better than all those things. He has mediated a new covenant to us, a new relationship. So all those things have been understood thus far. And now what he says is, the elders, those who you have looked up to those who you have honored those elders those old testament saints they got where they were they accomplished the things they did because of faith when i was growing up again in our church a small old southern baptist church up north mississippi and we were growing up i think it was unintentionally communicated to me that the old testament folks old testament saints were saved by the law and in the new testament christ came then he offered something better and people were saved through christ i'm saying unintentionally communicated to me as a child coming up that's the way i felt i don't know if you've ever been there or you heard something but i always thought old testament law that's how people got right with god New Testament, Christ, faith, that's the way people get right with God in the New Testament. Then I got to Hebrews 11, 2. And all of a sudden, I realized that it was through the instrument of faith that people pleased God, whether it was the Old Testament or the New Testament. It really didn't matter which side of the Testament. The way to please God was faith. They were not justified by the law. As a matter of fact, they were falling short of the law in their lives. And it was faith that God had called for. Just whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, it was faith. There wasn't this dichotomy. There wasn't the, the law here and the faith here. It was always and it always has been faith, trust, dependency upon God. That is what it is saying. It is through faith, the instrument of faith, that they obtained a good testimony. Again, this spoke to the readers because they had come from a Hebrew Jewish background. There were some of them that perhaps were thinking about moving back into that ritualism, moving back into into that way of life. And here, the writer of Hebrews says, hey, hey, hey. Faith is still the way. Faith was the way that Abraham and Noah, and faith was the way for all of them. Faith is the way for us. So he says, we're going to give you examples that all of these people of the past, all of these Jewish heroes, they got where they were because of faith. It's a challenge still to us as well that we would be, those kinds of examples and those kind of people demonstrating absolute confidence and trust in God. And we're going to go through that. I mean, it is a litany of individuals. Uh, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, uh, Jacob. We're going to move down and talk about Moses. I mean, think 
of those individuals. Think of those individuals. Think of the, them being the Jewish heroes, but also as we look back upon their lives, we know none of them were perfect, right? Right? Cold hadn't got your tongue. <laughs> Absolutely. They, they weren't perfect. They, again, had not kept the law in its entirety. We could talk about each one's life. But they had faith. They had trust. And it opened the door and it opened the opportunities for God to use them. You see these examples, examples of the Old Testament. But also, it's interesting that the writer of Hebrews in verse 3 we actually uses a first-person plural pronoun here. Look at this. By faith, we. Right? It's kind of like the writer of Hebrews says, All right, you know our heroes, the people of the past, they had faith in their examples. But now in verse 3 he says, I want you to know that we all can be examples in this. And we all are in the sense, he said, that we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And, and the writer of Hebrews says to all that are reading this, that all of us believe that there's a creator God. He's assuming that's what they believe. And he says, if we believe that there's a creator God, we have demonstrated faith. We believe that he spoke and he created. We believe that there is a God with the power to bring in into creation worlds, ages, dominions. Notice it is, verse 3, worlds is plural. Talking about the different system. He brings in all of creation. He's the creator God. And he can do it by the spoken word. Well, I hope some of you have uh, begun to read this week uh, through your daily study as we began Genesis and I think Ezra and Matthew and what was the other one we're in Acts there you go Acts where have I heard anyway Genesis 1 as we're reading through that and as I was thinking about tonight about how the writer of Hebrews says it's really by faith that we understand that God created that he framed the world by his own spoken word by, by the spoken personal word, that is what that means. And when I was reading through Genesis 1, for example, uh, it says, chapter 1, verse 3, Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Genesis 1, 6, Then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters, the waters from the waters. In Genesis 1, 9, Then God said, let the waters un under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. One eleven. then God said, let the earth bring forth the herb that yields seed and fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. In verse 14, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give lights on the earth. And it 
was so. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. And we are told that it came to pass. In verse 24, then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each one according to its kind. And it was so. Verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our own image according to his own according to our own likeness let them have dominion so he created god god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them does that not still move you i mean i know we've read the creation account so many times i was reading through it again and i as i began i thought okay here we are in creation again but to hear it over and over to almost underline so many different times and God said and so many times and it was so and God said and it was so we believe that God had the power to create all that we've known and to create it according to what Hebrew says out of nothing God created it he had that type of power that's faith that's trust to believe that God is big enough and great enough to do whatever it takes on our behalf. That's the God that we serve. We have faith and we have trust. So that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. He says, look, it's the absolute certainty, absolute confidence. It's the way, ever, it's the, way the Old Testament saints please God. It's the way we please God. And it's still demonstrated even in our belief of a creator God. We trust him. That's faith. And that is the faith again that God's calling us to demonstrate as we begin this new year. Whatever it is in our lives. Let's put it this way. Most of us in this place probably have trusted God for our salvation. Most of us in this place. Maybe not all, and I wouldn't want to assume that. But most of us, we trusted God for our salvation. We believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose the third day, and that if we come to him and trust and in faith, we repent of our sins, then we're saved. Most of you would agree with that. We believe if we've done that, then we're saved. And that's faith. When doubt tries to come and point us in a different direction, that's not faith. That's a lack of faith. Faith says we know that we've done what God asked us to do. We're trusting him for our salvation. Again, we can say that we trust him in so many other areas. We trust him as the creator God. We trust him as the redeemer. We trust him in these areas. As we begin this year, let me just pose this to you. If we trust God with our salvation, if we trust God with our, the most precious possession we have, and that's our soul, if we trust God with that, why can't we trust God with all the rest that we have? All the rest are situations. I mean, I've trusted God for my eternal life. I think I can trust him for this temporary life as well. He's going to take care of me in the end because I am assured I have this 
abiding confidence and assurance that the promise that he has for me is going to come to fruition one day. I believe that. But until then, he's going to also continue to take care of me. And I can have faith and trust. Look, the same God that takes care of my soul is the same God that's going to take care of my bank account. Can you agree with that? And let me tell you, if he can take care of my soul, he has the power to do that, then he has the power certainly to take care of the bank account. The same God that took care of my soul is the same God that can take care of our family and our relationships, our children, our grandchildren. Same God. I trusted him with my soul. You can trust him with your grandchild. You can trust him with your child. I don't know how this work or this job's going to turn out. You say, I'm not saying that, but that's what you're saying maybe. You may have started something new. Or you may just be in a different place in your life right now. Again, you trusted him with your soul. You can trust him with your job. He can take care of you. And what does he call for us to do? Just believe. Just trust. I say to you that that idea of assurance, that idea of confidence was linked back to Hebrews chapter 1, which spoke of Christ as the exact representation, the express image of the Father. And this was what the writer of Hebrews said. Again, in Hebrews chapter 1, he said, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged out our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has, been, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. He's the expressed image, the present reality. He's the creator, if you notice this too. The one who has spoken the word for all of creation. Jesus Christ, that's who we serve. He's the present reality. And just as he is the present reality and the confidence and the assurance of the Father, the exact representation, then you and I can live every day with the present reality of Christ in our lives and we can live with the present reality of fulfilled promises. We can live right now as though the promises have already been fulfilled. It's, we can trust him that much. We can trust him that much. So the challenge would be, would we be people of faith? Would we be people of faith? Faith and relationship to one another in our, as we... As we work together, would we be people of faith in our families? Would we be people of faith in our relationship to him? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We'll never be who we, God wants us to be. 
we'll never be what God wants us to be until we learn that elementary lesson of faith and trust in Him.